Hi, and welcome back to the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lady. I'm a freelance digital marketer and advocate for continued learning and self-development. This podcast is for anyone looking to learn from their peers about the lessons and growth from vulnerabilities, struggles, and adversities they've faced in life. Today's episode is with a marketer from Modesto, California. He loves skateboarding, being active, and creating content. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Geyer. Kyle, how's it going? Hello, everybody. I'm doing great this lovely Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. We mm-hmm. are recording on a Monday. Where are you calling in from today? I'm from Sacramento. I'm in the Citrus Heights area, which is a very, very beautiful Providence area of Sacramento, if you've never been there. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to stay trying to stay warm in this cold, windy weather. Cold and windy. It is the middle of December when this podcast is being recorded. Sorry if it's released much later. Um, But it is a little cold. We both have some sweatshirts on, but uh, cozy and comfy. Uh, Kyle, so you're from Modesto. Uh, What brought you to Sacramento? At what point did you kind of move up there? So uh, Sacramento was kind of my middle way between getting out of Modesto and going to a big city I didn't want to go straight to somewhere where I dreamed of, like uh, San Francisco or a different state. I kind of wanted to have a middle ground so I can still be close to my family, close to my sisters, stuff like that. So I felt Sacramento provided opportunity without the extreme busyness of San Francisco. And there's a little bit more parking here in Sacramento than San Francisco. Just a touch, not too (laughs) much more though. Great point. So Modesto, that's where you grew up. I assume you went, mm-hmm. you're in Modesto through high school. Is that right? Yeah, I went to high school at James C. Enox, which is really cool. It was a nice new school. And um, then after that, I went to junior college, which was awesome. I went to MJC. They have amazing teachers and I'm a huge advocate for junior college. I believe that not only financially is it a better option, but I think that the professors and the administrative people are way more accessible. And I feel like they, my own little theory is they might have more passion because maybe they're not getting paid as big bucks. And I'm not sure, but I always felt like that they were more accessible and truly cared about what I was doing. And like Sacramento was junior college was a good middle ground between a four year and then me being a dummy at 18, just graduating school. Precisely. And MJC is at Modesto Junior College. Oh, correct. Yes. Go Pirates. The Go Pirates. I'm glad I I guessed that. Nice. Uh, So what were you like? Were you a crazy child? Were you kind of calm? Did you follow the rules? Like, just tell me a little bit about how you grew up and who you were. So as a kid, academics was my thing. I wasn't into any sports no official sports or team sports. I really liked skateboarding. So that's kind of what got me outside for six to eight hours a day at a time. But I really wasn't into, I dabbled in every sport, like soccer for a couple of years, baseball for a couple of years. But once it got to high school, when it got very serious, I, I basically tapped out because I loved skateboarding too much. So academics was my thing. And I first started in this program that was called the AT&G program, basically where they moved you around schools and you had to take certain classes for like academically gifted kids, which Mm. basically meant that I was the bottom of the smart kids. (laughs) So I basically just always felt like I was catching up and that kind of went through to middle school and high school 
where I feel like they have, it's just a ton of pressure to get this straight A's and I never felt like a straight A student. So I guess that was my, my strong suit should have been academics, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so not straight A's, but still pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then it, so skateboarding, no real sports. So it's not like you're like, cool sports. Uh, I'm going to go to basketball for college or some scholarship or anything. Um, and you can't really go to college for skateboarding. Uh, right. <laughs> it's definitely so no, a hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So no, no clear passion or school interest with uh, immediate career. Is that right? Or did you have a, did you have a, you didn't have like a dream job or no dream jobs. I, I felt like I was going to school with a bunch of people that had it figured out and I was the weirdo that didn't. And I wish I can go back and tell myself that nobody knows what's going on, but I felt like everybody was wearing their UCLA backpacks or their, you know, they had the rest of their life figured out. And I was trying to skateboard with my friends and eat a good lunch or something. Like I just didn't have the bandwidth to think so far ahead. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Uh, that brings me back to high school when <laughs> half of our class was junior, uh, junior college and half was Harvard, Stanford, Yale, <laughs> Oxford, San Diego, UC, UCSD, like, mm-hmm. like holy crap. So uh, I can totally relate there. And I was kind of in the middle of those. Right. Um, right. I definitely so- had dreams to go to the four year. And actually I remember at our high school when we were graduating, they had lists of schools all around the school and the people that were going to it. And then there's me going to junior college at the end. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, this is so embarrassing. But I think junior college was the best thing that happened to me, honestly. Yeah. Oh, really? Why, mm-hmm. is, why do you think that? Um, for the reasons I mentioned previously, definitely because it helped me learn finances while I was still very close to home. Kind of you're getting into adulthood, you know, at 18, you, the difference between an 18 year old and like a 22 year old, I feel like is just, you learn so much in that little amount of time. And junior college allowed me to go to school, learn how to work, learn how to save up money, learn how to plan out Sacramento state, which was my idea that I wanted instead of what I thought other people were doing because they were all going to four years and doing this and doing that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I guess I needed to find something that, something that I can cling on to and kind of create goals for myself and junior college helped me out with that. Yeah, definitely. I like the part you mentioned Sacramento state was a goal you created for yourself, not what other people or other pressures was there pressure from your parents uh, and all this, or how did they play a role um, throughout college and work and such? So my parents really supported me kind of from a distance, I would say. So I really didn't have extreme academic pressure like a lot of my um, my classmates had that had the straight A's that didn't skateboard. My mm-hmm. mom was the mom that would drive us TPing. So she, she kind of, <laughs> she understood what being a kid was and she didn't, I think that they instilled like, they showed me how to be a hard worker, but they were never holding me to unattainable standards. So it kind of forced me to figure out what I was going to do with the future, which is awesome because instead of being coddled or having having them pay for my full ride to San Diego State or something like that, I had to 
serve tables and learn my own route, which, which is an amazing lesson that at the time I was not very grateful for, but in retrospect, you can look back and, and be like, thank you, mom and dad for making me get a job. And thank you for making me buy my own car instead of having it given to me. When at the time I was so jealous of everybody else that had this stuff or, you know, I don't know. I'm nodding my head furiously. (laughs) I've had, I've had that other experience you're talking about. And I feel like I'm playing catch up sometimes still on Mm -hmm. the other side of like, I was given certain things and I'm like, Oh shit. I never learned. Like I had to learn on my own, learn how to work hard and learn how to, go for these things. So, right. Um, I, I think as a, when you're a teenager, you're in that situation, I think you're just jealous or envious of the other side, no matter what, right. No like, matter what. So you want what other people have, you can't be like grateful. Gratefulness isn't like a, a core concept or value that's instilled at an early yeah, age. I don't think, I don't think so at all. I think, I think you come out the womb wanting to come out of a different womb. Like you are <laughs> like you are just born wanting other things. And it's only till you're older, you start to realize how good you had it. Or, you know, there's always somebody that has a deck of cards that is just way worse than yours. And mm-hmm. you, you only know that in retrospect, there's, you can't, you can't really have, if somebody were to come up to me at that time and be like, Hey, you actually do have it really good. <laughs> I don't think it would have mulled over so well. I think that, I would have just been, I would have been in denial or something. Yeah, I would have had a similar response. I'm, I'm like, no, what? You don't know me. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and then like <laughs> this kid, this person's trying to preach and like lecture me about how right. I have it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, uh, but my crush doesn't like me. My world's over. <laughs> yep. And your world was over at the time. Right. Anyway. So it's like, right. that's not <laughs> wrong. That's yeah. not wrong either. So it's just right. interesting having yeah. like grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like kind of looking back, like you said, 18 to 22, four year period, still young, but right. you said big difference. I agree completely. 18, because at that time, four years is almost, it's right around 20% of your life. Right. <laughs> if you're doing four out of 20, if you're doing four years out of 20, which is the between 18 and 22, mm-hmm. that 20 years old. Right. That's 40%. That's a lot of our lives. Yeah, that's a huge chunk. And I think it's a huge chunk that you're in or growing more independent too, which is nuts. (laughs) That's it's the time for people leaving the nest. Our brains and bodies are still developing like up until 25, 26, actually like um, cerebral cortex is still growing and expanding like six, seven years after 18. Mm-hmm. So how are we expected <laughs> to make decisions that affect the rest of our lives, take on insane amounts of debt for, I'm sorry for everyone listening, but I have one too, a fucking communication <laughs> studies degree <laughs> that the jobs aren't going to warrant that debt. Right. Like how, Kyle, how do, how do we as a society accept this as normal? I don't know. I want to say this is where I would blame some conspiracies or like there's something that's going on. I think the educational system needs to be reworked. I don't have the solution. I'm not claiming to have the solution, but I think it's in school. I felt like there was the right way to go, which is college. And then there's the, the staying in Modesto or something. And I think that nowadays we need to be taught that 
education is really important, but there are many other routes to do so. And some that are <laughs> not as expensive or not as, uh, that are more valuable. You can go to trade school or I sometimes think if I started working right out of high school, hypothetically, if I knew what I wanted to do and I went straight into my career, I'm sure that experience would be so, so valuable compared to my history of the Western world up to 1850 as taught by the white people, you know, or something like, <laughs> you know, it's like the most inaccurate, I don't know, but yeah, I think that school needs to be reworked somehow, or at least our, um, School can be there, but I think that we need to broaden our horizons with what kids can choose nowadays because the world's different. So much different, way different. Yeah. Uh, 50, 40 ish, however many years ago. I don't have stats. You could, pay, <laughs> you could work and pay your way through college with a minimum wage job. Now, people are having two, three jobs just to pay bills. Yep. Not even talk, talking about college expenses. And even a bachelor's degree in most, from most colleges, from most, uh, even fields of study doesn't even get guarantee you a job anymore. That's the minimum. There's so many means and job postings. It's like, must have a master's, must have five years of work experience. (laughs) And then it's $15 an hour minimum wage. Like, it's just absurd, man. Like you're going to work 40 hours a week, um, as a, uh, part-time intern you're like that's not even legal you <laughs> can't even require that yeah but yeah i think that it's it's interesting same thing with i don't know if that's inflation or i saw this graphic the other day talking about how 20 dollars worth of groceries a couple uh decades or a couple let's say 30 years ago is much different than 20 dollars of groceries now yeah which and education's only increasing in expensiveness or in expense. And it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't, it's real. There are a lot of programs in school that can help you out, like at junior college or um, financial aid wise, but the expectations are just so high and God forbid you're paying rent in San Francisco or, or even mm-hmm. Sacramento at this point. I don't, I wouldn't have been able to go to junior college in Sacramento that I was lucky to be living with my parents. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It it is wild. That's it's uh we could probably talk for a few hours about that. Um, but that's not quite what we had in mind today. But yeah, it was what we were uh, discussing. I kind of got us on that route. So, junior college wasn't your exact plan because uh, all these other people in high school, your friends and colleagues, and other people that went to your school were going to these big state schools or four years right away. Um. And then you worked yourself through at Modesto Junior College. Then you ended up at Sacramento State. So what pushed you towards Sac State? Was it like a certain program? Did you hear good things about it? Um, And I know you mentioned Sacramento was that middle ground. Just talk me through that a little bit. Um, So I feel like there were certain times where things became a little bit clear where I found something that I liked and I ran with it without really knowing a defined goal. For example, at junior college, nothing was making sense until I took my first speech class. And I thought to myself, I like being in front of people. Everybody else hates this. I need to, I have something inside of me that I need to, you know, develop or I need all I knew is I like to be in front of people. So then I started talking to 
the speech teacher and we started talking about speech and debate. And then that led me to taking more communications classes. And then I thought to myself, you can graduate with a degree in this and you hardly have to do any math. That's awesome. So I think that as long as you're open and you're seeking out opportunities, I don't think that you necessarily have to have a goal in mind. It was more of being motivated to figure out where things were going to take me. But it was really hard to let my hands off the steering wheel and kind of say, um, life come at me. I'm going to take I'm going to take whatever you give and figure out if I like it or not and kind of let the reins go because naturally I feel like we want to figure out an exact plan or, oh, you get this degree, you get this job or you get um, you take these classes and you go into this major because I don't know if that's something that you're taught in high school with maybe like you you train to be a nurse, you wear scrubs, you're a nurse like that. In communications, it's so much different. As you know, we can, we can be almost anything as long as we could talk our way into it. Or there, there are many focuses, but there's a need for communications everywhere, but there's not a, a direct correlation. So I guess what kept me motivated was figuring out my purpose or figuring out my nursing or my all these definitive goals I saw people having. And I knew that I, there was a spark somewhere. And so you just keep trying to connect these sparks, but that's not without fail either. You know, you got you got to take classes that you hate, and you got to push yourself through some some real balagna to get there. <laughs> yes, yes. So I I think it's really interesting how you're bringing up that you let your hands off the wheel, mm-hmm. and so you're not as driven. Um, let the reins go, and kind of take what life comes at you. Um, just because you didn't have, you didn't know where point B was. Right. You didn't like, you didn't put in your maps, uh, nurse, like nursing right. job. And like, that's, you're driving down the path, turn left here, take this right. job, get this internship, this class. Cool. You're a nurse now. You were like, not really sure where point B is. Uh, I like this. I kind of don't like that. Like you said, not math. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely so, not math. <laughs> so you have these ideas and, college or there's no real system for kind of putting those in place like into some magic calculator that spits right. out a good good job for you right um whoever's listening wants to make that i think you can make a lot of money yeah but uh, they definitely owe us royalties so if it gets produced i want like 15 percent copyright yeah <laughs> on the podcast you heard all right mac gets 10 book. i get five <laughs> done um so i mean uh, joking aside, there's some things that are helpful like that for career exploration, but high school counselors and college counselors, in my experience, were not those people. It was take these classes, graduate, go figure it out on your own. Yeah, definitely. I legit went to the counselor at Sac State and I was like, I'm undeclared major. I don't know what I like. I don't like this. Well, their advice was search someone up on LinkedIn with your dream job and then look work backwards from there (laughs) and i said i don't have a dream job and they said sorry do it and then i was like i don't know if that was just a one-off case but it just put a sour taste in my mouth 
Yeah. And so you're, basically, you're thinking, what am I paying you for if I could just go on LinkedIn for this information? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, if I already knew what I wanted to do, don't you think I would have done that already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not been here. <laughs> so that was that was something. Uh, counselors at Sac State, if anyone's listening, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a good counselor. <laughs> this particular person on this particular day at, t- at this time yeah. is not very helpful. <laughs> So you weren't exactly sure. You knew like you liked and or were good at being in front of people. Right. Um, and you knew this was different. So you kind of found right. um, a uniqueness or niche or separating yourself. Like, yeah. I would actually people. describe it. Passion gets used uh, over overly used a lot. But I think that if you're working on assignments when they're not even due or you're thinking about the speech, you know, on a Saturday or something, I think that's that's got to be a little bit passionate. And that's kind of what I ran with. You know, it was cool that I was good at it. But like the I want to work and do something that I love. And I really liked that. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I'd say you well doing homework was uh already a step above me but doing it before <laughs> is due as uh I, I i'd consider that passion so yeah you found this passion at community college then you went to sac state for communication studies all right mm-hmm. um and then you graduated or like what it's like talk me through a little bit about your time at college first um my experience was It was a very smooth transition because I moved up with a friend. So the living situation was very good. Um, I had a buddy that we could go through it together with. And also I was 20 or 21. I can't remember, but definitely not 18. So I knew knew already that I wasn't going to go there and start partying it up and start. I kind of already had a little bit. I was still dumb. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't that dumb. And I think that going to Sacramento State was, it was interesting to see all of my expectations of a four year kind of turn into reality, but in the reality version. So I guess I expected this big glamorous thing, but it's really what you make of it. So it made me feel, feel very good and very motivated to carve out my own path because Mm -hmm. nobody was going to do it for me. And it wasn't this big glamour school where I had to like, I heard all like, I didn't even, I don't even know if Sac State has a frat. Like I'm pretty sure they do. I see him like weekends trying to yell at you to join, but there's no, after those two weeks, you can pretty much just do your own thing. And that's, that's kind of what I figured out was my best thing to do was to focus on me and take the arrive to classes and do my work. (laughs) Yeah, showing up is uh, half the battle sometimes. And right. You showed up, you did the work, mm-hmm. you avoided the quad during the first two weeks of the semester, mm-hmm. getting yelled at by. Uh, yeah, there are many. There's many frats. They're just Sac State. Still, it's transformed a little bit, but it's like a commuter school kind right. of. Right. Because it's it's in the capital of the, the state, but there's so many surrounding areas around Sac mm-hmm. that people will come. We'll like drive half an hour, 45 hour, yeah. hour 30 to Sac State and just live at, still be living at home. Right. So it loses that college feel a little bit. Right. But some people I met and know plenty of people that like moved from like LA or moved from the Bay or moved from mm-hmm. all these other places to 
get away and then go to SAC. So it's like they still got to go away for college and have that college experience. Right. So so it's still right, it has it has that big school feeling, but it's not quite the big, big school. Right, which was is, actually perfect for me. <laughs> so Yeah. And that's the same, like same with the city. It's this capital of the mm-hmm. state, yep. but it's still pretty small. Yeah. Like <laughs> I I if I'm out in midtown or downtown, it's a coin flip. I will run into someone on any given day and time. Right. Like I know. It's like mm-hmm. It's absurd. I'm not, I'm not like amazingly popular. It's just right. like, it's that kind of a small city. Uh, Quick message from one of my sponsors, Anchor. Anchor is the platform I use to host my podcast on. It is so free and so easy to use. As a chronic overthinker and over-researcher, I usually over-analyze everything before making a decision. Anchor was a clear choice for me and helped my podcast get off the ground quickly. It'll distribute your podcast for you so your audience can listen on their favorite platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You do not need fancy equipment or software. You can literally record and edit podcasts within the app on your phone or computer. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required. If you've been wanting to start your own podcast, I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So it's just pretty interesting. So you moved up with your friend. You just kind of good transition. Mm-hmm. You were older, but not necessarily yes. smarter. Right. Just, just less dumb. Yeah, just less, less dumb. That is a great way to put it. I like less that. dumb. <laughs> less dumb. Yeah. Um. So, did you have? You said no frats, but were there any other organizations or internships or things you did while you're in college? Yes. So. I started to try to get more involved in the communications realm because I started to figure out what I liked and definitely didn't like. So I knew that being involved was going to make the college experience better, but I wasn't interested in anything other than League of Legends and PRSSA. So I joined the League of Legends club and that got me to just talk to some other people. And um, the PRSSA really... I hate networking. Networking was such an artificial, like I never wanted to put on a tie and pretend to be somebody else, but joining PRSSA, it put me in situations where I got to test that out and I got to wear a tie, but still be me. And I got to be more involved with fellow communications nerds or people that like to watch commercials and ads. And, you know, it, I think, Obviously, being involved makes it makes things easier, but it also gives you kind of a it kind of lights a fire under your butt because you see all these other people doing really cool things and and that's who you need to surround yourself why by. Definitely, couple things. What you just said, the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Uh, that is a very common idea and mm-hmm. concept. I think it's absolutely true. I agree. Uh, I've had phases of life where I've hung out with super motivated people, right? Super not motivated people and mm-hmm. partied and or even played League of Legends, where I was right. super into League and like yep. super good and spent all my time doing that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, that's my roommates and my close friends did that at the time. So yep. I was like, oh yeah, it's normal. Well, that's what we're all doing. Like we're doing that Friday night. Like duh. exactly, and that's um, that was my my roommate that I moved up to Sacramento. He was into league, and we we would have people come over and play league. And it was yeah. you're definitely going to get in 
stay involved with the people that you're with. I mean, the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, that's, that's an awesome way of saying it. Yeah. And it's, it's both pro for the good and the bad and everything right. in between. So definitely, um, if, if it's just a random fun fact tip, if you are not happy with your current situation, audit your inner circle uh, along yeah. with yourself, <laughs> along with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cool. Like, I love you, Jimmy, but you're a loser friend. Mm-hmm. You're like you get drunk all the time and right. I want to go this way and do these things. And you're just, you're not going to want to change. So you can spend less time with Jimmy and replace him with a better friend or connection. Yeah. Um, Screw you, Jimmy. We got things to do, man. Yeah. (laughs) So I I totally agree. I think that people aren't meant to be in your life forever either. You know, you can have a friend through college that you're playing league with. And then outside of college, if you've got different goals, it's, it's, it's probably not healthy for you to hang out eight hours a day on your computer. <laughs> yeah, Probably not unless you're yeah. a streamer or you yeah. go pro and yeah. then like, then sure. But for most people like myself, uh, that was just an escape for my crappy life that I didn't like because I didn't want to take control of it. So I just go yep. play the league and forget about mm-hmm. it because yep. I was actually good at league. Right. 45 so, minutes at a time. You're like chasing a dragon and then you feel worse yep. at three in the morning because your problem is like, oh, there. Shit. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> then you don't sleep well and you don't eat well. And then it's just like self-fulfilling and like a cyclical thing. Yeah. Um, so it's all bad. But mm-hmm. um, we both have uh, slightly or at least a lot majorly moved on from that time. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can speak for myself on that. And I mm-hmm. we've talked before about that as well yeah. for you. So you get more involved on campus right league club prs to say um what was did you have right right after college um when did you graduate um last year 2018 i believe 2018 uh spring or winter spring spring awesome yeah and then so in june or end of may when the semester is over did you have a job or internship or anything lined up or were you kind of free flowing um i can't remember i got an internship but i don't think i had it lined up i think that i was still serving tables and i was being encouraged to get an internship and i think i was scared to do it basically i didn't feel like i was worthy or i didn't feel like i wanted to stay comfortable and i wanted to serve tables because that's what i knew how to do and Internships really helped me get out there. And so I had an unpaid internship after I graduated, which made me feel really worthless, but also was a big test. Like it was a test of my ego pretty much because I felt like I deserved, you know, I've been through so much. I'm not going to work for free. Like this isn't like we were talking about earlier. Um, college degree doesn't equal job anymore. So I had to, and then I started getting angry or I started to think, oh, there's not, the opportunities aren't out there. When in reality, I could be working to make myself better or doing that. But I guess the short answer was, no, I didn't really have anything lined up. I still took the same strategy that I did in school with saying yes to everything. And if I don't like it, then at least I know. Mm -hmm. But I think you're a sum of all of your, everything you've been through. So 
I think saying yes and being willing to participate is important. So I took that free internship, which connected me within a, a PR agency in Sacramento that led me to another thing that led me to another thing that led me to you that led me to another thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a huge point that you brought up. Uh, meeting me was so important. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the no. takeaway here. That's the main takeaway. Just <laughs> yes. meet Matt, your life gets better. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not always the case. It's not guaranteed. Um, but bringing up, it was against your ego. Yeah. You, like, yep. oh, I graduated college. I paid all this money. I worked on all this, all these tests, these classes, unpaid internship. Yep. But my classmates doing that and they're doing this. And it's, you're back to the end of high school again, where it's just like everyone just, ha- you're trying to compare yourself. Everyone has right. a path. And mm-hmm. uh, that's really hard. Um, I could imagine. I was lucky and fortunate enough to have three or four jobs and internships in college mm-hmm. in my field so that I could, I had a job before I graduated. So I was, I didn't have to worry about that luckily, but all, a lot of my friends going through that were in the same boat of just like, right. Fuck. Like yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be working at round table still. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, that was floors. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, it's that ego thing. It's uh Cause there's just so many more factors to it now. It's not yes. it's not just a college degree. You need the internship experience. You need the job experience who, you know, your mm-hmm. outside training and technical skills mm-hmm. um, just beyond this coursework. That's almost gets outdated, especially in our yeah. field of digital marketing. By the time yeah. you learn it, like yeah. by the time it's in a textbook and it comes out and you mm-hmm. take the class yeah. after it's approved two years ago, yeah. it's like totally different. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's just really hard. So um, you're feeling this sense of like, am I really cut out for this? Um, you've described it to me before as imposter syndrome, which is a mm-hmm. common term that many people feel throughout their whole career, but especially in the beginning right. when they uh, haven't gotten their feet planted and on the ground yet. Mm-hmm. So um, any, any more like tangible, uh, advice or like results or pushes that got you out of that um, feeling of battling against your own ego and self and then getting to where you are today, which is uh, much further along to your credit. Right. I think um, the major thing is to not compare yourself to anybody else else's path. And a huge thing was getting off of Instagram, which is what I did uh, my senior health report on or it was some giant report and i basically learned that instagram's bad and uh <laughs> well it's not bad but i think that you you can see everybody in their sunday dress which is basically their perfect how they want you to be seen or how you know you know mm-hmm. what i mean how yeah how they want to be perceived mm-hmm. and Similarly to people's pathways, like you said, there's everybody has different circumstances, different skills, different people that they know, different. It would be nuts to compare myself with somebody else, yet I find myself doing that all the time. And that doesn't do anything except bum you out, beat you up, leave you unmotivated. And the next day, you might still have those feelings. And instead, you could end the day and say, okay, that was yesterday, but today I'm carving my own path and I'm going to 
It doesn't matter that Jimmy, that dickhead from earlier, has <laughs> the job that I want. I'm going to figure out how to get there. I'm going to figure out my route to get there. It's everybody has a different route to get to the same place, which is hopefully happiness or fulfillment or whatever your goal is, but nobody's routes the same. Huge. You just mentioned one of my core philosophies that I've come around on. Happiness and fulfillment is the goal. Not yep. oodles of cash, mm-hmm. not Chipotle every day for lunch, yeah. not being able to blow money in vacations you can't afford. Like right. happiness and fulfillment. That's huge. I mm-hmm. just I got really excited um, and really loud. So I, <laughs> that is one of the core things uh, I've my mindset has shifted on as of this year and the last year is mm-hmm. As long as you have enough to survive, you have a roof, happiness and fulfillment should be the North Star. And material things and experiences and these vacations and these cool products or whatever are ancillary. They support, but they shouldn't be the only thing. Right. Did Uh, something, was there a certain circumstance that kind of was a light bulb going off in your head when you realized that or... I guess when your values shifted. That's a great question, Kyle. I've never been interviewed on my own podcast yet. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Matt. Um, <laughs> so it's a couple things. I'm going to keep it brief because this episode's about you. <laughs> of course. Um, it was different jobs that I had and I would get promoted and ra- get raises. No matter what, I still wasn't satisfied because ultimately that wasn't I realized I had over time and trial and error, that wasn't what was stopping me from being happy. It was what I was spending my time on outside of work on Instagram, doing nothing, watching Netflix, watching the same shows over and over. And like, that's what was making me unhappy, but I wanted to blame not myself. I wasn't holding myself accountable. So once I started holding myself accountable for my actions, my time, uh, things have improved significantly. Mm-hmm. Like, so as far to is quit my job and move back home. Like, yeah. area, like I did a few months ago, like I'm so much better off because of that. And I'm continuing to grow and figure that out. So uh, that's probably the shortest answer. Cause that's mm-hmm. probably going to be a whole episode, solo episode. Woo-hoo. So we'll look forward pre- to it. Stay tuned pre- folks. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, coming in in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah. great question. Um, uh, can but, I do a quick follow-up question to that? Of, um, yes. So I guess, do you think that that could be because we're taught that certain like money is valuable or stature? I know, I guess my, my weakness would be I want to have a title or I want to be the senior executive or I want to, I want to be, I want to have some some label and I, mm-hmm. I I was chasing that for a while or I was feeling inadequate because I didn't have that. Do you feel like that's something that we're taught growing up or do you think that's the American value where it's kind of like tug yourself up by the bootstraps or or maybe a it, parental thing? Great follow up. It's a little bit of both what you've mentioned. The title gives us perceived value and uh, importance. Mm -hmm. But if you're a dick and you're mean, it doesn't matter what your title is. Right. Like 
if you're kind, it doesn't matter what your title is. Right. <laughs> so like we people myself included sometimes mm-hmm. value people who are owners or CEOs and mm-hmm. but so everyone just wants to strive to get to that point because like, oh, I don't have to work as much or oh, I get more money and then I'll be happy. It's like right. and then the and then and the next thing culture. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not you have to be happy part of the process every step of the way, figuring that out. Right. Um and growing rather than once I get this X, Y, and Z, then I can be happy. Right. Like like we were saying earlier, out of the womb, you come out wanting something different. Right. How are you <laughs> ever gonna be satisfied? You're never gonna be satisfied. <laughs> so being grateful for what you have currently and being focused and disciplined and accountable to yourself mm-hmm. is the is one formula for success to be and i mean success as in happiness and fulfillment not success of owning lamborghinis yeah right and dating instagram models mm-hmm. and quite frankly some people don't want to do that yeah like yeah so that's why i was uh, using my example of like personally mine's the title thing and mm-hmm. like money didn't really bother me but i was going after this title instead of like you said the intrinsic values are figuring out my own thing my uncle told me one this statement he said the only thing you can worry about is keeping your side of the street clean and so that was kind of a shocker for me to hone in on myself instead of looking for other things or other people to approve you know somebody in modesto to see me oh kyle's a senior executive yes xyz and it's so it's artificial and it's it's freeing to realize that you have other values or you have different goals, but at the same time, I still find myself fighting it. Like it's a constant goal or something. Yeah. It's um, it will always be there. It's something you have to, it's a muscle you have to keep working on. Um, You have to keep working it out and maintaining it and checking in on it. So um, it it probably doesn't go away. Uh, If we're, if it does, it's after a long time. Um, it's It's something I have to keep in check. So, um, uh, that was a good, good follow up, a good little mini interview during your interview. Yeah. Um, well, your viewers are probably that. curious on the man behind the the microphone, so we'll give yeah. him a little tidbit here and there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so uh, to circle back and to sort mm-hmm. of start to um, go towards this, the ending of this sec- uh, segment, uh, what do you want to wrap up with, or what's like a takeaway from? Um, both junior college and imposter syndrome and um, letting go of the reins. So that, of things like that. I would say everybody's path is different and time you have time. It's okay. I would think, for example, if I, there was some transferring thing where I didn't take one class. So I had to stay a semester at junior college, to take one class. And I thought that I was wasting that three months that I was stranded there instead of enjoying my time with my family that I had beforehand, I felt like a failure because I was six months or three months behind. I think that everybody has their own pathway and focus on yourself. That's awesome. Focus on yourself. Everyone has their own path. You have time, Mm -hmm. especially I don't know my listener demographic yet, but I imagine it skews younger 
Um, mm-hmm. We have much more than half of our life still for a lot of mm-hmm. us. So plenty of time. Right. Um, people are in a rush to go nowhere fast. So right. Uh, find your own path and trust it. Don't compare yourself to other people. Awesome stuff there. Uh, we're going to move on to that one thing segment. Um, so Kyle, if you could talk to everyone in the world via video message, a written message, a graphic, what would you say and why? This could be a universal life truth or it could be something a little more fun. I would say that if you're in a... I can't say this well, but I'm going to try. If you are in a mind state or if you're panicking or if you're stressing or whatever you're dealing with, if you can get out of that, let's say you're trying to not use a vice or something. If you can get out of that mind state for seven minutes, go out on a walk or get out of your house or there were a lot of times in school that I couldn't get out of my bed. And thinking back on that, that is so silly or so nuts or, but in that time and in that headspace, everything is so real. So I would advise anybody to do anything. Like if you're laying on the couch in your boxers and you, it's 5 PM and you're just depressed as all heck, stand up and take a walk. Like you will ultimately feel better. You just have to shake yourself out of that headspace. So I don't know what lesson or <laughs> what that means or a good way of saying it. Maybe you could help me out, but I guess. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's a great lesson. Um, I don't know the exact wording for it. Um, <clears throat> feel what you're feeling, but don't let it overtake you if right. you're not happy with that feeling. Yeah. You do don't... anything you can to get out of that mental state. And that physical state even. Right. If you're out drinking all the time, you don't want to be out drinking, don't go out. Go stay at home. Yeah. Something else. Right? So it's the a, a reverse too. If you're always at home and you're laying down and I'm sad, I'm watching fucking The Office for the 60th yeah. time. Quoting every... In Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> quoting every episode, every line. I, I'm not going to get any different results. Right. Doing the same thing. Right. Like definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting right. a different result. Yeah. So can I summarize say, that? Yes. Yeah. You're going to be okay. If I could send that to myself, you're going to be okay. <laughs> there it is. You're going to be okay. That one thing, Kyle, that one thing, you're going to be okay. Really appreciate that. Where can people find you and where do you want to point them to? Uh, The time is now yours to plug away. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have a podcast on YouTube called Coffee with Kyle, and I haven't uploaded in a little bit. So hopefully by the time this is up, I've produced more content. So just look me up on YouTube or find me on Instagram at Kyle Geyer. And you're back on Instagram. Yes, well, After. I have an Instagram, but I'm not active on it. But you can find my videos on there. Understood. What? It, uh, give us a little. Wh- why should someone watch Coffee with Kyle? What's what? What should they expect? If you want to have a silly goose time and you want to get out of your head 
for that. If you need somebody to assist you getting off that couch or to assist you to not look at that stuff on the internet or to not want to go out and drink, or if you're trying to just have a good, genuine, silly time, come hang out with me. Coffee with Kyle. There it is, everyone. It's on YouTube. Kyle, really appreciate your time. You're an awesome dude. You've uh, you've grown a lot since I've known you, and I'm just happy you took the time to be on the podcast. It was really awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It was, I've had more than a ball. More than a ball. You heard it here, folks. More than a ball. Relatively vulnerable podcast. We are out. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love and appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out a lot in terms of growing the listenership. If you want to take it a step further, you can throw a few bucks towards the podcast and donate at anchor.fm slash relativelyvulnerable and click the support button. I always love hearing your feedback and support, so if you post or share about the podcast, please tag me at Matt Lee Digital on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks and have an awesome day.